Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor, thriving with stage four disease, and author of the book that shares the same name of this podcast, Happiness Through Hardship. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great. But sometimes it takes a little more. And this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me, success stories of people that have been through hard times, and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. I hope you've been able to catch our recent episodes, including one with a sleep whisperer, Ingrid Pruer, who provides a ton of tips about sleep, stress, and self-care. Or the episode with veteran journalist and anchor Sarah Cody, who shares stories and suggestions on how to navigate the news, knowing that it's stressful for so many of us. Now, if you've liked these episodes or others, please tell your friends and do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get noticed. And now for this episode, I am so excited to introduce you to Brie Blank Alexander. Brie spent childhood eating anything she wanted. Though she was clinically obese, she was surrounded by nurturing and supportive friends and family, so she didn't even feel self-conscious and didn't think it mattered that she ate frequently and very unhealthy. It was at age 19 that she stepped on the scale and weighed over 300 pounds. It was that moment when she decided she needed to make a huge change for her overall health. Brie shares her weight loss story with us, how she lost half her body weight, as well as how she finds little ways to truly embrace self-love. She is bubbly, bright, and here to provide health love and self-love inspiration. So grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here today with Brie Blank Alexander. She is a bright and bubbly wellness expert, a TV host, founder, and chief inspiring officer of Brie Healthy and Women Inspired. And her mission is to make healthy living fun. I love this girl. The truth is, though, her life wasn't always that way, and she is here to tell her story about losing 150 pounds and gaining the true understanding of how hard work, determination, and self-love can improve your world tremendously. She is the healthy talk show host you want to watch, and trust me, I have. Her social media channels are always buzzing with applicable tips and advice to help you step into your own self-care And what she keeps coming back to all the time is self-love. Brie, I am so honored and so excited to have you here with us today because your story, your advice can be so helpful to so many. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, like I said, we're, we're excited to have you. So can you first, before we begin, tell us something that your fans and viewers may not know about you? Totally. So they might start to catch on as I'm starting to do some reels, but I love to dance. Yes. <laughs> is one of my favorite things. And it's just such an, a way to bring joy to you so quickly. That's why I love it so much. 
Well, and I agree with you. I think you don't even have to be a good dancer. Just moving your body oftentimes to music can take a day that, or even a moment that didn't feel great, like turn all around. Exactly. Because it gets you out of that perspective that you're in and it puts you in a whole different situation where you can be happy, move your body and just kind of get in tune with yourself. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I mean, you're so right. I want us to start and talk about your story. If you could tell all the listeners about your weight loss journey, where it began and kind of the, the path you took. Totally. So I was overweight my entire life and I never let it bother me. No matter, even in elementary school and middle school, sometimes somebody would say I was fat or whatever, but I never let it bother me because I grew up in a small town and eventually everyone started to just respect me because you grew up with the same people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just ended up loving myself. I really just liked who I was and I thought I was a funny person. I, I was always happy. And so I never cared about my weight. I never felt the pressures of other people on me like a lot of people feel. And a lot of people get bullied and just aren't happy. So I feel grateful that my experiences were not as much like that until I went to college. But when I was a sophomore in college, I stepped on the scale at 19 years old. And this is after I moved in freshman year and had some mean roommates who didn't want to associate with me and all, you know, they just saw what I looked like and they did not want to be around me. And, you know, I, I really appreciate that experience because it helped me to understand people's character and Mm -hmm. really gave me a good judge of character in that way. And, um, that didn't even actually make me want to lose weight either. I was still a happy person and I ended up finding some really great friends. But when I was 19 years old, a sophomore, I decided to step on a scale and that's something that I used to avoid at all costs. Yeah. I think a lot of people do just period. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was something I did not want to (laughs) see. And then I decided to one day and I consider it divine intervention. And when I saw the number, it was 306. I was 19 years old. I was five foot two. I just realized at that moment, okay, Brie, we have to do something. (laughs) If we want to live a long, healthy life, we have to do something now. And so I immediately did a 180 and I researched healthy foods I could eat at my college's dining hall. And I started using MyFitnessPal, the app, which years later, they've done some really awesome features on me. So I feel so grateful for that. And I just started this healthy eating lifestyle and it was fun. It was exciting because I saw results almost instantly. And after four months, 50 pounds just flew off. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it was wild. I just, the, the proof was just so evident of the success. You know, sometimes you try to do something and you don't always feel like it's working, but with the weight loss, for me, I had never eaten healthy before. So it just started coming off. And so I knew I could do it. And then when I lost 50 pounds, I posted a photo on Facebook and I showed my transformation in just that amount and the amount of people that came on and gave me such kind words and and motivation. It just let me know, okay, I cannot quit. (laughs) I have to keep going. (laughs) Well, and the fact that you found a tool that worked for you early on, I, I feel like anecdotal stories I've heard of friends throughout the years that have struggled with their weight is they they don't have the right tool for them. And so it sounds like my fitness pal was a great tool for you. 
Totally. And it doesn't work for everybody and that's okay. And it's all about finding something that does work for you. And there's a lot of information online and people pushing what works for them and kind of like making it seem like that's the only way to go. But something that I'm really passionate about is letting people know that something different works for everybody. And so it doesn't matter if other, you know, big influencers are putting pressures on certain things where all food fit mindset, because that's something that actually I messed me up a little bit down the line as well, which I can speak more on. But um, wait, tell yeah, me no, I, all food fit mindset. What's that? So there are some uh, influencers, registered dietitians, even sometimes that say all foods fit, that it's okay to have cookies like whenever you feel like having it. And so that's something that recently had been something that kind of threw me off a little bit because. I was like, you know what? Why am I restricting myself so much? I can have these things. It's okay. And then I ended up having a scone every day. <laughs> and yeah. that to me is a little too much because yeah. that's a lot of sugar. And so I think that looking online for things, you have to be really careful when you do. But it's really what works for you. If somebody's pushing something that seems to work for them, but it's not really working for you and you feel like you're just trying to make it work, you can try something else. For me, what I did, I didn't restrict anything. I still allowed myself to have the slice of pizza and I would plug it into my fitness pal. So there's, I don't believe in restriction, but I also believe in making sure that you don't overdo the treats because it's really great when you get to have one when you look forward to it. Yeah. Not when you're deprived of it, but if right. it's like, oh, I get to have ice cream today. I noticed when I was doing the all foods fit mindset, the more intuitive eating, but with more food freedom in that way, quote unquote, food freedom, then I was just, it was normal for me. It wasn't exciting anymore. It was like, okay, I'll have a scone today. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be excited for my scone, you know? <laughs> now, so you said 50 pounds came off fairly quickly and it took a few months and you changed your mindset and you were really focused. Well, then there's another hundred. And that to me is huge. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about like, how did the journey then evolve? So it's wild to think back on how much weight I actually lost. I just don't even really like, it feels like it was a totally different lifetime, but I still remember everything from it. And so when I had reached that 50 pounds down goal, then I started to exercise. I had moved home for the summer and I, cause I was at college. So mm -hmm. between uh, school years, I got a gym membership and I started to teach myself how to exercise. And I knew basic stuff like the elliptical and the regular strength machines, the circuits. And then I would ask trainers just while I was in the gym, hey, am I doing this form right? And I kind of like cheated the system a little bit. <laughs> and pro tip right there. But <laughs> sorry, trainers. But it's, um, yeah, it really helped me to get passionate about fitness because I just loved the energy in the gym. I loved moving my body and it was such a beautiful transformation to, to like, just in that lifestyle, I used to not even want to walk to class when I was at school. I was so, so lazy and understandably because it was hard for me to move around. And so it was just so beautiful. Once I developed my love for fitness, I fell in love with Zumba classes. And then after a little under two years of just continuing on through all of the setbacks, which believe me, there were times when it was not easy when I would go out to eat. I would even get a salad sometimes. And if it had dried cranberries and 
dressing that I didn't know the calorie count in. There were times I would go home and feel really upset at myself. Like, why did I do this? I could have just eaten healthy, which in that, in those moments, that wasn't a, a healthy mindset that I was having. And so I continued to learn and grow as I went and to be kinder to myself. And so at the end, when I officially achieved my goal weight, it's funny because I actually really wanted to get to 150 pounds and I got to 156, which meant I lost 150 pounds. But I decided at that moment, I was like, you know what? I think I'm, I'm good here. I like yeah. it here. Yeah. And so, yeah, I decided to, to stop there. And that's when it all, it all came together. <laughs> well, that, I mean, it's incredibly powerful to be so young and also so wise to know it's about you want to live a long life and you want to be healthy is really impressive. And then not just to think it, but to actually go out and do it. And 150 pounds is, you know, it's, it's incredible. Thank you so much. It's, it really just sparked my purpose. Honestly, once I hit my goal weight, I realized that I want to help people and I want to inspire and empower the world to let them know that if I could do it, anybody can do it. And that a healthy lifestyle should be fun. It doesn't have to be salad and just running until you're you're like about to pass out. It should be exciting. It should be things that you like. And so that's really my message. And what I really, really loved that I recently realized was that self-love was everything for me in my journey. And even from the beginning, because a lot of people go into a weight loss journey with the idea of, you know, I'm not good enough or I don't look good. I, I don't like this about me, this and that. But when I went into it, it was for my health. It was for positive reasons. And so I didn't even realize at the time that that was all self-love until years, about two years ago. So when I had met my husband, five years ago, we started to have some fun eating whatever we wanted because, you know, happy relationship, you you go and have fun and eat lots of stuff. And so then I put on 20 relationship pounds. Uh And for me, with my my identity at the time was so rooted in my weight loss, I felt like a failure. And I was just like, who am I? I wasn't fitting into my clothes. And I just felt awful. And I was looking at myself with those awful feelings. And then I I was realizing I was trying the same exact weight loss methods. I was plugging my calories in, but it wasn't working. And so I looked back and I was like, what was the difference between now and then? And I realized, oh my gosh, I was being so nice to myself before. I was playing on my own team. I was loving myself. And now I'm just coming at it from a place of disgust and and anger. And so I realized, okay, self-love is really the, the missing part of this why don't I be kinder to myself? And as soon as I did, the weight started coming off again. Wow. Can, can you like, I want to hear, I, I want to hear two things. I want to hear tips. We've got a ton of people in the world that want to lose weight. What are a few key learnings that you found that you want to tell them? And then I want, I really do want to transition to hear more about self-love and what does that mean? So this is like a two-folded question. Absolutely. Some big tips. My biggest tip is if you're wanting to start a weight loss journey, write down all the reasons why. What is it that you want to get out of it? Because if it's just to look good, it's not going to last because that is not internal enough for us to really put ourselves through such a journey and a transformation. It really has to have a, a backing, whether it be to be more mobile so that you can keep up with your kids or that you want to live a healthier lifestyle because you're predisposed to certain conditions or Mm -hmm. something, even just to do it for my health. 
I think doing something for your health, anything is like, that's the best uh, motivator because then you're really doing it because you want to live a good life. So write down all your reasons why and keep that list with you so that you don't forget so that it doesn't become just about appearances. Because when you do something for looks, it just doesn't go deep enough and it does not resonate with you enough to actually keep you going. So that's my biggest thing. And my another, another tip really is similar to what I said before about just finding something that works for you and being patient with yourself through that because it's not always easy. It's definitely a big lifestyle change. And for me, I was just so motivated. I'm such a go-getter that, you know, if, if you tell me something like you can't tell me, no, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> if right. I want something, I'm going to go and get it. And there's no stopping me. And so that's how I really approach this, but not everybody is like that and that's okay. But it's really about finding those things to motivate you that will bring you back to the space of being like, okay, no, this is worth it. I'm not going to have four slices of pizza. I'm just going to have two today because I can savor it and enjoy it and, and do those things for you, for your health. So those are some starter tips. I have a ton more. Um, you can always reach out to me on Instagram as well. I love to help people and I don't, I don't charge. I don't do programs like that. I really just want to really just want to help people. <laughs> right, you want to inspire them to figure out their why and, exactly. and, and stick to that. And then if they need more tools, like to you and and frankly to me I feel like I'm we're both driven in this way if we have a goal we want to get to it we can do it largely on our own but with a community however there mm-hmm. are people like I have I know so many health coaches that are doing that for others is they are helping provide the accountability and the support and some of the tools that they might need to be able to help them on their weight loss journey and there's a lot of that out there Definitely. There's so many people, especially now, I kind of feel like the wellness industry developed with me as I did my journey because all of a sudden lower calorie things started popping out and then all sorts of like programs and this and that. So I feel like there are so many resources and my biggest advice in it is just focus on healthy food and movement. It doesn't have to be uh, restrictive. It doesn't, you don't have to cut out carbs. You don't have to do anything that doesn't sound fun to you. If you're going into something and it does not sound fun, I would say definitely take a look at it and make sure it really resonates with you because if you're not having fun, it's not going to be fun. (laughs) So I think that the most important thing is do something that's slow transition Take your time with it. Don't just jump in cold turkey necessarily. I did, but that was just my personality right. and that doesn't work for everyone. And just try, try to find things that you like that are lighter. For me, honestly, pro tip, turkey sandwiches were <laughs> like everything for me. <laughs> like, I ate that for like lunch and dinner almost every day because I enjoyed it. It was filling and it was at my dining hall. And I, I that really... I attribute so much of my success to turkey sandwich. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's, let's, pl- let's create our own like healthy snack game for a second. I okay. love, love, love. Uh, I love sharing and talking about this as do you. I love carrots, celery, or cucumbers and hummus. If any mm-hmm. of my fellow baseball moms from my son's team are listening to this, they know and they will laugh that I will throw in my purse a bag of baby carrots or cut up cucumbers and a thing of hummus. And, you know, before COVID times, we would pass it around and we would share it. So what are your, you said turkey sandwiches. What are some of your other favorite snacks? 
Totally. And it's definitely shifted. My, my healthy eating style has shifted a lot over the years because my weight loss journey was 2011, 2012. Yes. And so I had gone through clean eating and I'm trying to get back to something similar to that now. But you know, when you live with a husband that eats a lot of junk, it's yes. a little more challenging. And I think I'm not the only one that goes through that. Oh, for sure. Right, 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 right. <laughs> So, um, some of my favorite snacks are, I love apples with honey, like apples don't need the honey, but I like it. (laughs) Or sun butter or nut butters. I mean, my my son has a peanut allergist, so I say sun butter, almond butter, I think Mm -hmm. is great. Put a few cacao nibs on it. Definitely. So good. And just, yeah, making it jazzy, like just make it a little fun. Right. So I also love, um, bananas. I love all sorts of fruits and vegetables. I will really just stock up on fruits and veggies. I actually do a CSA, which is a local organic farm share. And so I'll just take whatever veggies I have and just munch on them with some hummus. I like crunchy veggies, especially because that gives you that satisfaction that chips kind of does. And I think that's why we like chips because they're not really that satisfying. (laughs) It's not the crunch. So I love crunchy veggies for sure. And I love some overnight oats too. Oh yeah, that's good. I love those too. Mm-hmm. So good. It's and it's Lots so easy to make. Mm-hmm. Seriously, you just I especially I always make one when I finish a jar of nut butter because then you kind of get the little residual of it and nice you little get to healthy, reuse it. Nice healthy hack. Residual yes. the almond butter. That's great. All right, Thank so we took you. a little left turn there because it's really fun for us both to talk about healthy food. <laughs> now we're getting a little hungry, everybody on. But um, you <laughs> you speak a lot about self-love. And so I want to jump back into that. I know that you've got a YouTube series now that, that you talk about self-love. Can you share with us, I mean, tell us a little bit about the series, but also some of your key points. Like what is self-love and how do we tap into it? Self-love is everything. Self-love is everything. And I just want everybody to love themselves. And that's really why I do everything I do these days. That's really become my main message. And so for me, self-love is taking time for yourself and really just being your own friend. Like That's something that we are not taught at all. We're kind of just, I feel like we're very hard on ourselves based on how we're raised through school, we get punished when we do something wrong, right? So then we end up punishing ourselves, even just in our mind when we do something wrong. And it is so counterproductive. It does not help us at all. When have you ever felt like, yeah, I'm going to do better now (laughs) after you were just really awfully hard on yourself? (laughs) So I think that the biggest thing is just really being your own friend and taking that time for yourself. And that's one thing that quarantine I'm so grateful for is because I've been able to slow down, which is something I never did before, and really just tune in and and find out really, okay, who am I? And, And like, what do I like? And oh, this doesn't, I don't like this. And just really got to know myself because, because I spent time doing it. I sat down, I meditated a lot. So meditation is really huge, even though it's not absolutely essential to love yourself. I think meditation is one of the ultimate well-being tools ever. And because it just gets to, you just get to quiet everything else that's going on outside of you and just be with yourself. And sometimes that could be a little scary for people if you've never done that before. Maybe you might be afraid to to really just sit with yourself and just 
you know, get to see what's going on actually. But once you do, it's so easy. It might feel scary, but you go into it and it's so beautiful. And you're like, wow, oh my gosh, like this is me. And so you get to appreciate yourself on a whole new level. And so you can practice self-love in so many different ways. And one thing that I really like to share with people is giving yourself positive affirmations is one of the best things you could do for yourself. Every day I try to look in the mirror and say, I am beautiful. I am amazing. And those words, even if you believe them at first, your subconscious is listening. And so eventually you're going to start because when you use negative self-talk, so many people do. So many people will be like, oh my God, I was so stupid for that. Or like something along those lines. And okay, you're saying that, but your subconscious is listening to that and taking it as a fact. And so that kind of becomes the reality. So switching from negative words and just choosing not to say them anymore. Instead, you could say, I'm so silly. You're like, that was silly. You know, I'm, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm getting back on track and I'm great. (laughs) So just changing the words is everything. I completely agree with so much of what you're saying right now. I think when you were talking about the quiet or being in the still or finding time for yourself, I think at least I can speak for myself. I wasn't scared of it necessarily. I just, as somebody who has always kind of thought a mile of a minute, walked a mile a minute, just always multitasking and trying to do this and do that. And now as a mother and an entrepreneur and a podcast host and all this, I'm constantly busy. I didn't allow myself often the time to just be. And Mm -hmm. as we all know, some of us creatives out there, we become really creative in the shower. Why? Because we're often just relaxing and, you know, washing off a day's stress or dirt or whatever it might be. (laughs) And so I think that point that you're making is really huge for so many of us, probably everybody out there to give yourself some time and some space to just chill. And then the words that you were saying, that also resonates with me too, because, you know, as I'll say, as a recovering perfectionist, you know, as somebody who was always very hard on myself and I believed that, oh, that just made me better. Well, to your point, there's so much self-talk that isn't always nice. Like, am I really being my best friend there? And I think that's another point, Brie, that is so, I'm reading that everywhere in wellness circles about our self-talk, even if it feels funny, even if it's uncomfortable, to look in the mirror and start saying those words, like you're saying, can become a habit, even though it feels funny at first. Exactly. And another big part of that that just came up for me is if you surround yourself with people that do the negative self-talk, maybe it's time to take a look at your circle that you hang around because there's some sort of quote that says, you know, you're kind of a a, collab, a collection of the people, the top five people that you spend yeah. the most time with or something. And so when you're around people that are very negative, you know, I, I mean, if it's your family, you can't help that, of course, but if it's your friends, you can take a look at that and maybe even say to them, Hey, you know, I, I respect how you feel, but sometimes the way that you talk makes me feel not so good about myself or something like that. It's all about communication or just, you know, re re look at your friend circle because when you're, when you're surrounding yourself with negativity, that kind of becomes your reality. And so you can even think of that in the sense of, you know, how am I talking about myself when I'm with other people? Because a lot of the times I've noticed people bond over 
saying like complaining yeah right? yeah have you ever been in that yes. situation where you just it just feels like oh yeah you're right oh it's awful like how many times that's probably like the majority of conversations between between like uh a, what's um acquaintances right yeah it, it seems easy yeah it's like oh I can relate we don't like this too but it's like what if we related more on the good things what if we related more on on talking great about ourselves like oh I'm so proud that I did this about myself and then maybe your friend could be like oh my gosh that's amazing I'm so happy for you and I'm so proud of myself because I did this imagine how much lighter of a relationship that could be and so that's honestly you can use those tools even just with yourself and just catch yourself before you say something negative because it might be just second nature at this point. So just change the dialogue, make it something nice and, and see how your life starts to thrive. See how you start to get better when you start to be nicer to yourself and believe in yourself. Well, thank you. Thank you. Such wise words and so meaningful. Now, can you tell us what makes you happy now? As you know, it's the Happiness Through Hardship podcast, and I want you to share with us a little bit about what brings you joy during your continual journey. Yes. So that's, I love that you said continual journey because that's the most important part. We never reach a finish line. We're still going always because we're always changing. And so right now what's making me super happy is I recently launched a new YouTube show, Self Love Central. Yay. And I'm so excited. Thank you. I'm so excited because it's really, I've done a lot of YouTube content, but I've never made it a YouTube vlog style. And so this one is, and I really love it. It's so much fun. And it's just super relatable, very easy to digest tips and just super uplifting so that you can get a quick dose of positivity every two weeks and you can just enjoy and hopefully it helps you to love yourself more. And I also recently launched a podcast for my Women-inspired brand, which is a brand that the purpose is to hear another woman's story. And it's for everybody, no matter what your gender identity is, but to hear a woman's story of perseverance and success and just to kind of get inspired to let you know that you can do anything you set your mind to. Look at how this person did. So the Women Inspired podcast is now out too. I love it. Central. Everybody listening, and, you should rate, review, and subscribe both my podcast, but Breeze as well. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> it's, it is awesome. It's so neat that we both love media. Um, if I didn't say it at the top, you've, if you've are new to Brie. She is very well versed in media. She was highlighted on the Today Show. She's a regular contributing uh, media correspondent uh, for a few different um, local affiliates. She is very media savvy, which is why it's uh, it's so easy to talk to her, but also her content is really relatable and also very professional. And so Brie, it is just such a joy to always talk to you and to see what you have You've been offering this content for years, uh, but I love how media has just, it, it continues. We both continue to grow with it and you're continuing to take your brand to the people on different platforms. Definitely. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of that. And it's fun and it's all about just trying to get my message out to help inspire the world. That's really what I want to do. And so I'm just trying to now see how I can get my message to the entire world. So I'm so grateful for you for having me. Well, and <laughs> on that note, since you're grateful for me, would you be willing to play the grateful game, which is something I do with my son most nights before we go to bed and also with all of our podcast guests? 
I would love that so much. All right. So <laughs> what we do is, and I will start it out. I'll give us about 30 seconds each. And we need to share what we are grateful for and why. And the reason I do this, for those of you that are new to me, is because um, both with my son and here with, with podcast guests and with you listening, when we tap into what we're grateful for, oftentimes we're tapping into positivity. Oftentimes it makes us feel good even on a dark and dreary day, um, and especially when we're going through hardship. And so... I, it actually is a very rainy day here today where I'm living in Connecticut. Um, hopefully it's, it's bright and sunny for everybody, everyone else, but I will kick it off and I will tell you, um, and I do this in, I, we do it most days because each day, if you find little things you're grateful for, it's, it's makes it easier to put one foot in front of the other. So know that I am so grateful for my husband and my doctors and, and my friends and all that. I'm incredibly grateful. But some today, in the minutiae of my day-to-day, let me first say I am so grateful for one of my college friends, Melissa. I called Missy back then. I She sent me a text yesterday about how she was at a company event, and it was a trivia contest for, um, for charity, and her group won, and they raised... Uh, $1,500 for the Cancer Couch Foundation, the foundation that's wow. very near and dear to my heart. It's to raise uh, research for metastatic breast cancer and the foundation actually um, matches every donation wow. that's made. So that really is a donation of $3,000. And so Missy, Melissa, it was so great. One, it's great to catch up with you always. And it made made me feel so warm and fuzzy and loved that you're doing that for for me and but for so many others. So there's so I'm grateful for her. Let's see what else am I grateful for as I'm coming up on 30 seconds. I am you know, I'm grateful for my community here. We moved into this town where I live a, a little over 5 years ago and I've made some new friends that feel like they're really um my friends for years upon years upon years because um I don't know, we, we I have a number of them that have tapped into wellness too and so it's really awesome to have a passion and then to have friends that share that passion with you. Um, you know, clearly like you and I do Brie, uh, virtually or from far away, but also to have those people that support within your own community has been really wonderful. And I'm so grateful for them too. So anyway, that was over 30 seconds and I've got two. I am going to toss it to you. <laughs> that was beautiful though. I love everything that your friend did and it's always great to have such an awesome community. Oh, for me you. right now, I am as always grateful for my mom and my dad and their health and, and my husband. And right now specifically, I'm really grateful for the people who are opening up to the idea of self-love. I've noticed this a lot lately and it feels really great to reach more people that seem to be open. And especially yesterday, I got to address um, an after-school program, Power Play. They are a nonprofit, and they specialize in helping um, high schoolers to step into sports and to really be empowered through that. And it also helps them to get on the track to college. And so I thought it was so beautiful. I got to talk with a bunch of high school girls from New York City on Zoom, and I was a part of a panel, and we talked about self-love and self-care, and I was so impressed by how many of them already know how they 
can take care of themselves and they're just so smart. And it just gives me so much faith in this new generation that our young leaders are so open to, to putting themselves first. And I even told them about how, you know, society doesn't always want us to feel comfortable because then they can sell us things. So, (laughs) you know, they don't want us to love ourselves for that reason. And so hearing them that resonate with them, that was beautiful to let them know that, you know, you don't have to fall into the trap that so many other people older than you did that you can choose self-love and they were so open to it. It was so beautiful. So I'm so grateful for them and that opportunity. Wow. I mean that, I I think you, you said so much there that resonates with me. I love to hear so much. I mean, and not just because I have a kid a little bit younger than, than high school, of course, but that there's so much hope in this upcoming generation that they're learning to take care of themselves better, you know, I mean, coming from a mother's mouth, we just want our kids to do better, feel better maybe than we did. Mm -hmm. So that was beautiful. Thank you. So in terms of the game, we tied, but you know, like it's not about winning or losing. It's about finding tools so that we can tap into, as you put it, self-love, or as I put it, wellness, whatever it might be, finding something um, for all the listeners out there, for you and for me, Brie, um, finding something, finding ways, finding people, finding support that can help us find joy in whatever journey that we're on in life. So exactly, Brie, again, thank you for being here. And to the listeners, thank you for your support and for joining us. And I am incredibly grateful for all of you. So have a great day, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to leave you with a quick thought, but first a request. Please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. You leaving a review helps us with our podcast ranking. The higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show. And tell your friends about us too. If you love us, they might as well. And now, my parting words. As you heard in today's episode, Bree truly believes in self-love. She talks a lot about how she creates her own positivity. Now, if you haven't tried meditation or using positive affirmations, please don't knock it. I encourage you just to be open about it. I didn't use these for a long, long time. See, I used to be a perfectionist. I thought it helped me being a perfectionist to be successful because being hard on myself helped drive that. But when I looked closer, even though I'm a positive person, I realized that me being hard on myself meant me talking down to myself. Now, I've heard many people call this the quote-unquote mean girl inside. And as Brie mentioned, there are ways that we can all calm that negativity. First, try noticing when you do it. And as she strongly suggests, create an affirmation. And of course, please seek professional help. A therapist or mental health specialist can always give great advice on how to tame that quote-unquote mean girl in your head. Now, in addition to all the tips Bree suggested for weight loss, she truly believes that we can all dig deep, find love from within, and give ourselves a big hug for encouragement. She talks about this all the time on her IG feed. Now, check it out on at Healthy on Instagram. And for more doses of positivity, you can also connect with me as well on Instagram at Pretty Wellness. Now, thanks again for joining us today. I am sending you lots of happiness and great health. Bye for now. <laughs>